Hello and welcome. Ugh. Ugh. Here we go. Already a good start. Hello and welcome to Walking Without Rhythm, a Dune podcast. I'm Jeremy. And I'm Noah. And once again, round two of recording. We're talking about Dune. The uh, late 60s Frank Herbert novel. One of the greatest science fiction works of all time. Um, I've been wanting to do a Dune podcast for a long time. Originally, there was someone else that was going to do it with me. That didn't happen. I was going to do it by myself. And then I read this book and I said, I can't do this by myself. And I tricked Noah into doing it with me. So... Noah, let's talk some Dune. This is, are you even there? We're already having technical difficulties. This is, this is good. Yeah, connection is garbage. All right. Great for the inaugural episode. Oh, if you're not familiar with our podcasts we do together... Noah's internet's trash like half the time, so this is this is common. So Dune is about Paul Atreides. It's his rise from being this the ducal heir of House Atreides to becoming emperor of you are- the universe, basically. And we completely lost Noah. Um uh, that's just part of Dune. Dune is several things. For one, it's a world-building book where we get all of these different houses. We got the Harkonnens. We got Atreides. We got the Sardaukar. Um, we got we got all these different sort of houses. They're all like. They're, they all have like their do the um, they're all like royalty, but there's one emperor that rules over all of them, and they all fight over basically this planet um, called Arrakis, where you they get spice, and the spice is called melange, and it is used to power their ships so they can have inner space travel. Feed it to the navigators, and that's how space travel works in the Dune universe. Um, God, this is going to be the most boring thing ever, trying to explain Dune. Yeah, I already missed like the first part of your entire speech. That's all good. I just explained the houses. Okay. Um, and I'm explaining Spice. So anyway, the Harkonnens used to control the Arrakis, which is also known as Dune. They say that it's like its slang name, basically. Um, Oh, yeah, that's something I wanted to ask you. Is it called the planet, just Dune, as the nickname? It's the nickname, but the planet's name is Arrakis, technically. Yeah, I know, because I was just wondering, because in the German translation, they just call it the Desert Planet. Oh. It's It's like the nickname, which is also the title, by the way. Oh, 
I'm so glad the Germans once again changed Butchering titles stuff. of things. It's, it's not just Stephen King books. <clears throat> but yeah, so Dune, the House of Atreides is basically told by the Parashar Emperor uh, that they have to now take over spice manufacturing on Dune, which is an absolutely inhospitable planet, which has the Fremen on it. And the Fremen are a very tough people that live out in the desert. There's also sandworms, and they're humongous. You saw them in The Hobbit 3, The Battle of Five Armies. They showed up for no reason than that. They made a cameo. They made a cameo because they ran out of things from Tolkien's work to rip off. So they went to Herbert's work. Uh-huh. That was great. <clears throat> but yeah, Dune, Dune is interesting. We have all sorts of political intrigue and betrayal going on. I don't want to spoil. But this is a very political book, which none of the films really understand how to do. Because politics is boring. So they don't they don't film it. So there's been several adaptations, film adaptations of Dune, which we'll review later. Because this would be a four-hour review if we went through all of them, considering we're getting a part two to the latest installment of Dune. It's only the first third of the book. I don't even think it's half. Well, they skipped a bunch of things that were political. Um, but I wanted to talk about Paul as a character. Paul's their messiah, basically. The Fremen believe that there's a messiah because the Bene Jesuits, which are a, a sisterhood of like witches, basically, they're like psychic and they can they have powers. I've uh, basically they've they've slowly we Noah now has no audio. Yeah, because someone is screaming at me. Continue. Oh, <laughs> you're talking. Anyway, um, the basically the Benny Jesuits kind of run the whole show, and they've set up that there's going to be a messiah. Paul's mother is a Benny Jesuit, and she decide she's like, nah, I'm gonna give my duke a son, which she's strictly forbidden to do. Their sisterhood because men can't usually take the change. And so he's basically the this messiah for the Fremen. And he's a god kind of, but kind of not. It's hard to explain. But Paul the thing the thing that a lot of the, the films don't get is that Paul doesn't want to rule. That's that's not he dis, he gives in and rules and he ends up taking the throne, but it's not his not what he wants to do. Also, he has a creepy sister who shows up halfway through the book and is barely a character. I don't think it was halfway, I think it was like the last third or something. She, oh yeah, fair enough, because we have a time jump. Which I will out myself as an idiot. I didn't realize that at first. I was like, 
because they make this jump and suddenly Paul and his girlfriend have a child that's like one year old or something. And I was like, yeah, that you never see. No, and he gets killed off screen. The first Lado. Don't worry, there's another Lado. <laughs> Is it Lado or Leto, like Jared? I don't know. I've heard it pronounced both ways. Hmm. Um, named after his father. Um, it's just, yeah. I started Dune Messiah already, and I'm just like, okay. Because Dune is unlike this, where this thing's a behemoth, Dune Messiah is maybe a third of that in length. Yeah, it's very short in comparison. I which initially I going in I'm like, oh, it's gonna be a nice epilogue. No. It's something very different. Okay. Is it because uh, this one is like the exposition heavy in yes. world building? Yes. Um and we're going to be skipping over a lot of things with Dune because Dune needs to be read. Like, it's nearly impossible to summarize everything that happens in this book. It's yeah, I can only important. give, like, general impressions. Like, with the world building, the first couple of chapters were so confusing. Oh, really? Yes, and I kind of wanted to give up, but once I got like into it, and I kind of began to understand, you know, all this this universe, it mm -hmm. got better. It got really good. Yeah, I listened to this. They basically made an audio drama slash unabridged audiobook of it. So some of it's dramatized, some of it isn't. And Hans Zimmer actually did score for it. Because hmm. Hans Zimmer also does score for the new movie. Which is better than Hans Zimmer. We, we've talked about Hans Zimmer on our podcast, Live and Let's Discuss, The King of the French Horn, and Two Notes. Yeah, when, when he goes full Batman Begins. Or <laughs> any of his... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But his, his score for Dune is very nice. It's not great, but it's not terrible. Um, yeah, it's just a ton of characters in this. There's a ton of world building, which I have a feeling the later books will do. Also, there are books that happen in between the time gap. Uh, Paul of Dune is a story that happens between the first half and second half of, the, of Dune. And I think... Winds of Dune also happens during that. Those are written by Kevin J. Anderson and Herbert's son, right? Yes. Okay. Hall of Dune I've heard mixed reception on, and Winds of Dune seems to be hated because it's a nothing story. That's the one Matt Wilkins can't stand. And Matt mm -hmm. Wilkins is a big forgiver of anything Kevin J. Anderson's ever written. Yeah, because that's something interesting we have to mention with Dune. Uh, the people who love Dune, at least the first book here, they despise Kevin J. Anderson. And it's not like with Star Wars, where he's also controversial, but he has good stuff. Even I, as a not-Kevin fan, like some of his work. Mm -hmm. Dune fans literally wish him dead. Like, they are extremely vicious. Yeah, well, the thing is, Frank Herbert has a vision 
And only Frank Herbert can write that vision is what I think is going to be our opinion once we get to his last book, which is his weakest, which I think is Chapter Houses of Dune. You're you're muted again. Yeah, because people keep just screaming at me. Why are they screaming at you? Because there was just, you know, in the mail, a couple of new books arrived. Oh, nice. Yeah. I never film with you when your family's up. So this, <laughs> this is yeah, new. that's why. <laughs> it's usually really late at night. I thought it'd be nice and just wake up early and do this. Uh, yeah. Um, there's a there's a lot to the we've said this so many times. There's a lot to this book. There's a lot to unpack. There's a lot of it's a political book. It's an epic. It's a coming of age story. It's Frank Herbert's vision is to not trust charismatic leaders, which is what Paul becomes. Because I mean, they will always your heroes will always fail you in the end. Um, but this is, it's weird, weird. So concubines are a thing in this, like openly having concubines. Yeah. Oh, well, we should, before we go. So in Dune, guns really aren't a thing because they have shields. And the shields kind of they block against that sort of thing so people have gone to using blades again in the future also machines aren't a thing because there was like a jihad with the uh the machines and the machines tried to take over the terminator situation yeah well kevin j anderson has a trilogy on it Which I've heard is insanely messed up and gross. So I'm excited to read it. Uh, According to Matt Wilkins. Oh, there we go. Yeah, my copy has some of these original illustrations. Nice. I don't know if mine does or not. But yeah, Dune's Awesome. It's good. It's really good. It's a really good book. I don't know. Noah, did you think it was good to read? Oh, yeah, I would definitely say it was. Like I said, after the first couple of chapters, which I think that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Herbert's world building, he doesn't really give you that much that much like exposition mm-hmm. at first. Like he just throws you in and no, this is the world. And these char- characters talk about stuff like they know, but we as the readers don't know yet. Mm-hmm. And we kind of, you know, have to learn it throughout the story. Otherwise, you won't follow anything in here. Huh. That's, yeah. Yeah, uh, I prefer it over... What comes to mind, is, you ever read any Terry Brooks's Shannara work? Oh, yeah, it's his first two books. You know how in the beginning of each one of those, he Alanon will drop a exposition thing. Yeah, you never read the Wish song, third one, and not yet. 
Because each time he makes one of those those Shannara books, he has to retcon what he said. Yeah, I so noticed I, in book two already. But he does it in book three as well. Mm. So we don't get that in this, which is super nice. Because most books like this would just spend forever explaining things. Like, uh, Do Android's Dream of Electric Sheep also comes to mind. Phil K. Dick's book that was made into Blade Runner, which I think is an awful book. Which you can at me if you want. I don't like it. It's not that good. What Ridley Scott did with that movie made it so much better. Uh, but yeah, there isn't a lot of exposition. There's a lot of things that you just like accept and move on with, like the concubine. So L- Duke Leto, um, Paul's father, is not married to Paul's mother. Um, she is a Benny Jesuit concubine. And that is designed because he wanted children, but in case he needed to marry someone for like a treaty, that was still on the table. And the uh the the uh, head of House Harkonnen likes to have sex with boys? Yeah. And That's... his his what is it, his nephew? Oh yeah. P- what is his ne- Fade Ralpha. Fade Ralpha's psychotic. Yeah, and we get early on with like the Harkonnen guy, we get like his thoughts about his nephew mm-hmm. and how good looking and everything he is. And it's really off putting at first, and then you realize, oh, the character is supposed to be a pedo. Yeah. But he only has sex with slave boys. Which although, is a plot point later Although on. there is... We find out that the Lady Jessica, Paul's mother, is his daughter from when he was young and he experimented. So making Paul half Harkonnen, half Atreides. And, and I haven't really brought up that the Atreides and the Harkonnens hate one another and have hated each other for a very long time. They are rivals. Which the uh, Fremen also hate the Harkonnens, but it's because they were oppressed by the Harkonnens forever. Um, and the Harkonnens tried to exterminate them. And... <laughs> enslaved them and did all sorts of horrible things to them. So it makes sense that Paul becomes their leader, basically. And leads them on to jihad. Mm -hmm. Which doesn't happen in this book. The 12-year jihad. Which I don't even think it's said that it's 12 years of jihad at at the end of June. I I don't remember. I, don't I think remember so, it, no. end, it ends like it ends with his of the action. What's that? It ends kind of in the middle of the action. Oh yeah, yeah. When they he takes the throne, basically. Yeah. Um, oh, and that's and something I found interesting about the book, because at the end he has to marry like the emperor's daughter. For, yes. like political reasons to come to power. Yeah, Princess Irulan. Yeah. Yeah, and what's interesting is. At the beginning of every chapter, we get like a little text written by her 
from like mm-hmm. different books about Muad Deep, he's called. Yes. And only, you know, as the story goes on, we learn who is Muad Deep. We learn that Paul is that character she's talking about. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, obviously, the revelation why she writes about him, like who she is. I, f- I think that was pretty good. Yes. And it causes issues in the next book. Which, please, no spoilers, haven't read it yet. No, but you'll be shocked in the first chapter. I mean, you oh. probably won't be shocked, but it is a, it's a tad shocking, but it makes sense immediately what's going on. Hmm. Um, but yeah, 12 years of jihad, which is he has visions about throughout, and that's why he doesn't want to be ruler at first. And then he wants to become ru- the ruler wants to become emperor because he wants to stop it. And yeah, Paul's interesting. As we go on into the series, he's not the main character, which is another weird thing about Dune. Isn't it like, I don't know that much, but isn't it like the first three books are like a trilogy and they kind of have Paul as main character? The first two books, Paul's the main character. The third one, he is in it about the kids oh yeah okay because i've yeah that's what i have seen that it goes like into his descendants yeah when james mcavoy played his son in the children of dune miniseries it's really bad but yeah you didn't know that was a thing did you no a children of dune miniseries yes i know they did like i know they did like dune another adaptation as like it TV or streaming adaptation? Yeah, it was a mini-series in 2000. Oh, okay. And they made Children of Dune right after. Instead of Dune Messiah. Because Dune Messiah is too short to make a mini-series. But, yeah. um, I want to read Dune Messiah. That might be what I read next once I finish what I'm currently reading. Because... I am. I'm just in on the Dune train right now. But yeah, the Princess Irulan, who's barely a character in this, just just barely. Um, we haven't even talked about the head of the Gom Jabbar, which is this thing that they test Paul with. It's this thing he puts is this box that he puts his hand in and inflicts a bunch of pain that we don't understand and it's the the leader of the Bene Jesuit wants um wants to understand what if he is the chosen one basically which has a name that I can't remember Because Paul has so many names in this book, and it's so hard to keep track of. Right, because when he joins the Freeman, he wants to be called Muad Deep. Yes. Like in public. But yes. then he has like a new name. Yeah, when he's, he, like, it's, he's called Usu within the direct tribe. Yeah. So Cheney is concubine, basically. At the end, she is. At the end. She was his wife, his Fremen wife. Which holds no political ties at all. The the mother of his son that we never meet. 
If I have one downside to Dune, it's that. Like, why even have that? That's bizarre. So weird. Anyway. Any... Do we want to go further with Dune? I don't know if I have much to say. It's a great book. It is. This is a really good book. And I, I highly recommend it. This is like one of those classic books that you should read... Ooh, I am. I'm having a bad internet connection too. Yeah, I see it. You're a little bit pixelated. Huh. Okay. Well, we should probably stop it there. But yeah, I highly recommend Dune. I think everyone should read it. Anyway, yeah, I agree. Join us next time as we tackle Dune Messiah. Have a good one. Bye bye. <laughs>